It was game on. It was gifts at the rose ceremony. And tonight we farewelled one of our favourites. Welcome to Batch Chat. A Mamma Mia podcast about The Bachelorette, where we recap, we highlight, we discuss in depth the latest episode of The Bachelorette. And uh, a note that there will be some spoilers in this episode. I'm Monique Bowley. I'm Joanna Robin. And I'm Lizzie Marton. And together we are Bachelorette correspondents. Game on. In case you missed it, episode three. Joe, tell me in one sentence what happened in episode three. She passed Ash and some men hung out with some dogs but without shirts on. Was that one sentence? Correct. Yes. So also you missed the part where the owl guy got uh, eliminated. Owl guy got ousted. Yes. Yeah. His torch was extinguished and it was a sad day because that man bun, I appreciated watching that. And also news today that he's going to cut the man bun off. No. Yes. I saw him out and about with a woman in a hat in the Daily Mail, so it's reputable. So you didn't actually see him in person. No, I didn't see him IRL. Okay, now episode four. Lizzie, how do you feel about tonight's episode? I'm a bit depressed right now because we've just finished watching it and spoiler alert, uh, Will left and we're all very upset by it. We lost the velour, we lost the intelligence, we lost the charm of Will and he was just such a gentleman when he left and it's kind of broken my heart a little bit. It was a roller coaster episode because we saw, first of all, the emergence of Alex as a big contender, sexy, bald Alex. My name's Alex. I live in Bondi. I'm 35 years old and I'm a financial consultant. He's so suave, Alex. He comes straight out of a Bond film. Yeah, do you know, I reckon he's too suave. Too suave. Yeah, so you said this before, but what does that mean? What does too suave mean? So he's got all the lines and he had that line about how he likes, he sometimes forgets what he's saying because he's just captivated by her eyes. Um, There's little things like when I'm talking to you, I kind of get distracted about what you're saying so I'm kind of looking at your eyes a bit too much <laughs> and get a little lost in there. And those kind of lines only come from a man that knows how to use those lines and the reason he knows them is because he's dated so many women. He's a snake, Sam! A hot snake that is very welcome in my bed. But Just beware. <laughs> but the other thing was that he was like, oh, I've dated so many women and now I'm really careful about it because he's old. He's so old. And there was something really weird and paternalistic about the way he patted her hair, you know? I just felt like it wasn't – it was just a bit weird. It was like hanging out with her, her dad or like a creepy uncle. Lizzie, what did you think about being on an uh, aeroplane for a first date? I found it really awkward because it was trying to be romantic except they were in two separate planes and it was kind of a really singular experience. Like they weren't anywhere near each other and it was just a bit awkward for me. I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't buy it. And there was that moment where he was like, we're just metres away from each other. Within moments, we were flying in formation, just a few metres away from each other. We're just metres away, (laughs) flying through the air at 100,000 kilometres an hour. We're just metres away from each other. No, it was awkward. It was awkward. The man loves Annette. I like that about him. But here's a theory for you. If Alex had an Australian accent, he wouldn't get a look in. No, because he doesn't say anything. He's very smooth. He's very smooth. He's very smooth, but most of it comes from the posh accent, I believe. Now, on to uh, the single couch date when they move to the couch. 
and Alex was sporting some double denim. Yeah, and the the entire date they didn't touch any of the food. None of the food was touched. They had this gorgeous cake, all this food, didn't touch any of it. He was too busy staring into her eyes, I guess. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, what a waste. What a waste. And then, Joe, we see the second kiss of the season. Oh, I know. But there was two. There was two little Alex kisses. But they were both very short. That was the thing. And I feel like we've reached a new a new precedent for kissing. It was just like little pashes, but not real pashes. You know, like pecks all over the place tonight. There was, she pecked definitely with the soccer player, I think. And with Alex and, and her and Sash when he gave her that terrible gift. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to um, yeah no, just new precedent for, for crap kissing. Just, you know, stepped it up a notch. It was kisses on the cheek last week and now we're kisses on the lips. And what's next, you know? Well, she had the massive tonguey with Sash in yeah. episode three and now she's reverted back to the Nana kiss on the lips. Oh, and he was so defensive about it when Alex came in into the room and was like, Oh, had a little had a little kiss and then Sasha was like, I don't kiss and tell. So we need to talk about this. So Alex comes in after his date, reveals to the room that he's kissed Sam. And yeah, Sasha got very defensive. I think I think Sasha was saying that he was a gentleman for not not telling. But also I feel like he just he just like I don't know, he's underestimating the the competition. I always thought kiss and tell meant like like you kiss someone and then you judge them really quickly by their kiss. I never thought kiss and tell meant like you kiss someone and then you go and tell people about it. Like you kiss and then you tell. That's not what that means. Okay, moving on. I have nothing to say. (laughs) I'm not putting my hand up. I say you you shouldn't kiss and tell. And that shows a lot about Alex's personality that he came back and was like, peacocking in front of the other men that he had pashed. And Sasha, who claims to not care, was then like, how many seconds? Like, his jealous streak definitely came out. It definitely did. Mm. But do you also think that it's all part of playing a game? Like, do you think perhaps Sasha just kept it to himself because he's, like, just trying to play a game? Like, how, how many games can the men, the Bachelor men, play between each other to control the game? Is that a thing? I think there's been a shift in the way they treat each other. In the first few episodes when there was more of them, there was more ass slapping, more high-fiving, and then today it was kind of felt more serious. Yeah, it was definitely much more competitive and it was it was writ large when they were playing uh, – what, what game were they playing? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Trampoline Yeah, trampoline dodgeball. Fuck. That was intense. That was so intense. Second part is with a group date and it's a game of dodgeball – I feel like we really we really saw a separation between the two types of men that are in the show. We we finally saw a distinction between the alpha men and the beta men. And you know what? The beta men fucking won. Because nobody likes, you know, Sasha. He's all alpha. He's got all the, you know, he's got the bristling muscles. And he, and you know, straight up, yeah, sure, maybe you pick Sasha. I wouldn't pick Sasha. But maybe you pick Sasha. And then, you know, what else has he got to offer? He's passed on. Now what else has he got? Nothing. He's He's boring. Sasha's boring. We're over Sasha. There was this great moment in that where it was the alpha versus the beta males and Will said something about... Get it on! 
Extreme Dodgeball will be the closest thing I will ever experience to uh, living out the dream of being in a Mighty Ducks film. And that just summed it up for me. And I just, as soon as he said that, I thought, I'll just want you to win. I want you to win so badly. Because haven't we all seen these meathead men who think they're all that? And then, yeah, to get beaten by the brainy one, the musical one, and the rope technician, Richie, it was a victory for the beta male. I agree. Absolutely. And also, I was just kind of, I was a little bit happy to see Davey make a fool of himself. I'm just going to say it. And and the hoodie, pre-match, the pre-match hoodie. What I hate most about Davey's hoodie, <laughs> and, and I've thought about this a lot, is that it's not, it wasn't just a hoodie. And it wasn't just a hoodie under a denim jacket. It was a hoodie combined with the j- denim jacket and making it twice as heinous. Like, it was just like the worst thing ever. And he insisted on putting his hood up for no reason. Is it raining inside? It's not. You're in an indoor sports centre. He does love a head covering device. He but loves a hat. He loves a hood. We need to talk. compensating for something. We need to talk about Davey. Yeah. In the fact that I just, every time he comes on my screen, I'm like, shut up. It made me just sort of rethink my strategy towards Sam. Uh, I can be my larrikin self, but I've also got to show her the gentleman's side. Just shut up, Davey. The world has had enough of you, Davey. Move on. Even in the first episode, he was just he was just freaking out. David's just always freaking out. I think there's also a real distinct lack this year of the funny guy. Like, where are all the funny guys? There's, there's no funny guy. There's so many earnest guys and they all just want to get really deep all the time. Like, where's mm-hmm. the larrikin, the actual genuine one that makes her laugh? Because that's what's going to win them the game. Absolutely. There's no funny guys. And, like, what girl isn't attracted to, like, a funny guy? And there's none. Let's move into when the beta team win the the smackdown the mm-hmm. dodgeball the mighty ducks win it and they go into the mud room yeah oh so awkward oh, it was like it was like a pg orgy they were all over each other but it was like three guys rubbing mud on sam at once and then sam awkwardly trying to like give equal attention to all three at the same time all wearing barely any clothes and with mud it was just it was whole other levels of awkward um, earlier this year, we declared that 2015 is the year of group sex. And I think, you know what? It happened. It's, it's a happening. nod. Yeah, it's a nod from Sam. Who declared that? We declared it. Mama Mia? No, we collectively, as in. Your me. friends? <laughs> yeah, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there was this terrible bit when she was. Sam was sponging Will. And he just know that the guy. I mean, he would have just been. Busting not to crack a fat the whole time, wouldn't he? Like, he was just, we were there with you, buddy, Will. We were there. Like, she's there in her bikini just lathering him up and he was lying on the slab, eyes closed. It was super awkward. Okay, so then we move into um, Richie in the spa. Poor, nervous Richie, who? I think he's hot. So, Joe, you think Richie's a dark horse, don't you? Yeah, because he's hot. Yeah, because he has that job that doesn't isn't a real job. Uh, what's it, what's the it? rope access yeah, technician. Yeah, rope access technician. How is he a dark horse? He's up there. Like he's he got the first rose off the bat tonight. Lizzie raises a good point, Mons. Okay, so he's not a dark horse. Maybe he's just a horse in the game. Okay, the giant's long. <laughs> <laughs> Most awkward part in the spa was that they just seem to everyone seems to talk in monologues the whole time it's always just these really deep long conversations and I'm bored I'm really bored of their conversations they've all got oh I want to talk about my family and my parents split up like why don't you just splash her with some water and like give her a wedgie 
Moving on to the rose ceremony. And before that, we saw Michael, the soccer player, pull out a genius move. Yeah, we did. So Michael bought Sam a, a mixtape, but inside the mixtape were like all little fun facts about hi- himself and his private life. So things he probably didn't share with her before, but they were little things like favourite number and his favourite colour. And, and for the first time since I've been watching this show, the conversation seemed really natural. Like they just seemed to have a lot more fun. Sam was genuinely laughing and really engaged. I don't know. It just seemed way less kind of monologue Yes, it was a genius move because it did. It gave them something else to talk about. But Twitter was divided. People were saying that it was a cheap move that... You can't win. You can't win everyone. There will be people on Twitter saying that Sasha's painting was a good idea. Oh, yeah. Now we need to talk about Sasha's painting. So Sasha then one-ups the mixtape with a personalised painting of the number four, Joe. And how did he know to do that? How do they know that number four is Sam's favourite number? Do they have like a fact card about her, a fact sheet? A dossier. A dossier. It's interesting because when Sasha first arrived at the Bachelorette Mansion, one of his opening lines to her was, I don't know anything about you. I know nothing about you. I didn't watch last season. I don't know a thing. And then now suddenly he knows all these things, enough to collate a whole collage of pictures for her. How did he know she likes In Excess? Nobody likes In Excess. Yeah. Just, that was contentious. People like in excess. I'm sorry, Australia. I feel like Kane at that point would have been thinking, well, shit, I've had a gimmick every other show and now the one show I step back, everyone else has got a bloody gimmick. Kane was the guy who rapped in episode three, if you missed it, and also who did a headstand in episode one. Yeah, and I, I believe Kane is also the recipient of the rose tattoo on his forearm. Oh, no. Yeah. He got a rose tattoo? I think I think I saw that on our, our website yesterday. I, I think it was Kane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know who I feel sorry for is that plumber, Dave, because he came into the mansion and he was the top pick. He's the one that looks really sweet. He's the one that played cricket oh, with yeah, um, that. Plumber. Yeah, and he has these gigantic ears and he looks really sweet and nice. And then they went on a date and he was super boring. And since then, he just hasn't had a look in. Poor Dave. Is he filling a seat, do you think, perhaps? Yeah. He's the 12th man. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing we need to address is that maybe Sasha is a bit of a douche. There were some douche canoe moves tonight from him. A little bit of jealousy, a little bit of peacocking. Look, I just don't think that Sasha has that much to offer. You know, like when he he first showed up and he just negged her. He just he just negged the shit out of her. What do you mean negged? What's negged? So negging is is this tactic that that player players use. I think I read about it in the game in two thousand and five. Where you pick so it's it's this idea where you where you pick the hottest girl in the room and then you talk to one of her friends. You know, it's like like this pick up artistry kind of like your. So when when he meets Sam, for example, he'll he'll undermine her like just subtly undermine her make her feel a bit uncomfortable make sure that he asserts his authority and then all of a sudden she'll be interested in him you know and like when he met her he was a bit like eh, i'm just gonna tease you i'm gonna pull you it's like a, a boy pulling a girl's hair in primary school and it works but to a point you know at what point doesn't it work when when she realizes that sasha is really really boring he he started out strong in that he he went in he, he charmed her he yeah. nagged her and then he and then he pashed her, and now he has no tricks left. And all he did this whole episode was complain about other men being good at stuff. You know, like all he did was complain about Richie being good at 
you know, that game where they throw balls at each other. Or, you know, at Will, I'm sure he just, you know, resented Will being good at guitar, for example. Or, you know, the other guy with the bald head being good at also pashing, maybe. Mm. Mm. Kill, marry or fuck. Okay, so I'm asking Mons. Kill, marry or fuck. You've got Will, Michael and Sasha. What does Sasha do? Do we know what his job is? He's a construction manager. Okay. I'm going to kill Will. Sorry, Will. Fuck Michael. Get him out of the way. And then I'm going to marry (laughs) Sasha because he's a construction manager. He'll build me a house. Joe, kill, marry, fuck. Will, Richie and Kane. All right. So you kill Kane just straight off the bat. Kane is dead. Kane is gone. It's, he he rapped and he, he died, um, and then and then Will. I think that you you have to you bone Will one time, like you sympathy fuck Will, you know, just once, just a one. It would be it, it would be I esoteric. Mean, it would be nice. It would be. Yeah. And then and then you just marry the hot one. What's his name? Richie. Richie. I reckon you marry Richie because he's a what's his job? Rope access technician. <laughs> Jesus, Joe. He's, he's a man with a career plan. Get with the program. Yeah, and he'll have great forearms. Like that is oh, an yeah. investment in your future. Yeah. I, I'm going to – okay, I'm going to insist that he wears a sleeveless shirt to our wedding. I'll tear it off. Tear off the sleeves. With no hood and no denim. Correct. All right, Lizzie. Oh. Okay. So, Davey, the guy with the big face, who's Tony. Tony. Yeah, <laughs> you can. You got the whole. You've got all of the Sopranos. Yeah, so we've got Davy, then Tony, and and then number three, we've got Kieran, okay. the mystery. Kieran, the mystery. Marry Kieran just because I feel like he said nothing this entire season, and I couldn't stand to be around the other two who never seemed to shut up. I'd probably kill Davy just because he annoys me, and then I'd probably have to fuck Tony, but just by default for no other reason. Don't kiss him if you're fucking him because he kissed the dog in episode three. <laughs> you don't want to get that dog. I can like you can you can fuck without kissing, surely. Well, tonight we say farewell to Will. Will, it's been amazing. Thank you for being the oddball that you were. We loved your velour. We loved your wit and your charm. I feel I've been my true self, whether it be uh, you know not fitting to everyone's cup of tea. Uh, I know I can be a. Uh, you know, quite awkward, um, but uh, can nevertheless be myself. And uh, no doubt there is a oddball out there for me, hopefully. It was a pleasure to meet you. And I do generally hope you find what you're looking for. So thank you for everything. Thank you. See you, lads. Thanks for joining us, ladies. Thanks for hanging out in my lounge room. And thanks for joining me for a bit of batch chat. Been a pleasure, Mons. You're so welcome, Mons. We've loved being here. See you next week. A rose to you both.